Hello and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Southland. This is season two, episode two, Butch and Sundance. This episode was written by Robin Green and Mitchell Burgess and directed by Nelson McCormick. McCormick. That sounds better. I gave this episode a 9.6 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. It was a sad case, but it showed how one's gut instinct is sometimes the answer to the, the riddle before the riddle is completely solved. And we have a little bit of interpersonal things going on with our other detectives. So I really liked how uh, the stories really were consistent all the way through and then there was room left open for even more things to be to be you know investigated or to have some type of conclusion on because we did not get it in this particular episode so before i do jump into the recap wherever you're listening to this podcast stitcher itunes spotify podbean go down to that rating section drop a few stars leave a review my social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. And if you want to send feedback for Southland or any of the other shows that I do, blackoutcouch at gmail.com. So we're going to start with the triple homicide in Hancock Park, I believe. Well, we start always in the beginning of the episode with a kind of a flash forward where we see that Ben is being pulled away by John from an exploding car uh then they are the you know we get a little bit of their personal life where john just doesn't or ben doesn't have a lot going on but then they get to this triple homicide where uh they find some things uh that you know is gonna haunt you for a, a long time and a full family genocide will do that to you there is the mother who was tied to the bed or was she downstairs i'm not really sure i felt like she was tied to the bed because he said he saw his wife and that was the first question i had i'm like if she was tied upstairs then did he not go past your child first i don't know i could be mistaken on that one but i'm pretty sure i heard that right Uh, she has been beaten to death as well as her two daughters and then the husband was found outside dr ryerson by one of the neighbors and the neighbor was like uh i didn't want to go inside and i don't blame him because if something definitely happened i do not want to go in there and discover it myself then he says would you just stay with him until the ambulance gets here and he was like oh okay no you big piece of shit his response just made me chuckle because it was very much of I don't want to be a part of this situation. I made that clear. <laughs> I'm just trying to do the least amount of my humanity duty as I can because I just know something popped off and it is not great. So they get into the home, discover the bodies. You can tell that Ben is definitely shaken up by this. He calls in to additional detectives. Well, they call that in before they they finish searching the home. And they call in the detectives because it's a bad one. Lydia and what is his name again? Cordero. They show up. I'm glad to see Cordero can do his part. And that he does take his lead from Lydia. 
because he he's a little bit um <laughs> overly excited last episode so it was nice to see that you know he is himself a competent detective and not just talking a whole bunch of shit they go in they they instruct what they want to be fo- um photoed is that the right word i'm pretty sure it's the right word but they also uh am very concerned about if this is a robbery then the the husband he walked in on it but usually when it comes to this type of thing it's typically the husband cordero is not about that explanation like come on it's got to be more than just you know i understand the statistics say that but it's his daughters and she's like you'd be surprised at what people will do when it comes to you know possibly harming their family and unfortunately after all the the crime shows i've been watching there's some crazy fucking people out there that have absolutely and i'm not talking just men i'm talking particularly women there is a long history of women killing their children and i understand that there was this uh part of history where children were not the commodities that they are (laughs) right now that we believe are precious it it was a burden it was a lot of things to women back in the day and they were the main ones ending their life so there's a lot of casey anthony's in history we just don't know their names because we tend to focus on the more heinous crimes even though that in itself is one of the most heinous crimes it's a singularity and it feels in every one of those cases the women are always asked for mercy or leniency even though they're always sentenced to death but the men are never get uh never request leniency or never even offered it by the jury dr ryerson is taken to the hospital while they follow up on uh surveillance at the at the store where they bought the ice cream because that's the last place that uh, the mom took her daughters they notice that there is a car a truck in the in the in the store parking lot and at the crime scene there were beer cans because these are not the smartest people in the world (laughs) these criminals never tend to be and uh they see the persons that were parked next to them also happen to go in the store and buy beer so they get a partial license plate they follow up on the the possible owner of the vehicle actually they do find out who the owner is they know that he worked at uh, a particular or was at a particular facility there's also calls between the doctor and this particular gentleman which aids the suspicion that lydia had that this guy is somehow involved they go to the facility they talk to them they're like yeah he's got a friend probably got him back into drugs and that the doctor performs some type of procedure on him so that would explain the phone calls because earlier we saw the doctor get a phone call from one of his patients and thus they know that this is something that can occur so that can easily explain that lydia goes to the hospital to speak to him he seems so tore up because when she tells him about his children being dead she feels the genuine reaction there right um and so she knows that he 
definitely is upset about uh the the children being dead i noticed immediately when he said his wife was dead he's like i've been asking about my wife my wife not asked about his children which is odd because any parent would ask about their children yes they're going to ask about their spouse but they're going to be more insistent about their children so that was a red flag for me and then after he tells about the wife he, he's kind of like put his head and he got that fake crying and then the minute he's like what about the girls do they know and he's she's like they're dead too <laughs> i love i don't know why i chuckled at her matter of fact way of telling him but she's like that i've done this so many times there's no getting around this and this is also a suspect and i think after her seeing his first reaction she was surprised to see his second reaction which caused her to question whether or not she's going down the right track now her and cordero had additional words earlier because she's like why are you disagreeing with me that it's the dad you know are you trying just because i say yes you say no and he says i'm not russell and she's like that has nothing to do with it he's like yes it is no i'm not yes it is no i'm not so after she comes back from the hospital uh she says look russell i think that he is genuinely upset about his kids you know maybe he didn't do it and then he's like no i think your instincts were right i think he did do it because of the phone calls that they found this is when they find them not prior <laughs> uh and that's when he says first of all i'm not russell and secondly no i think your instincts were correct and she's like what are you just trying to say she's saying are you doing the opposite of what i was doing so they realize that they're not going to always be on the same page but they can see things from each other's perspective and you start to get an understanding about her relationship with russell and her her firm, former partnership and how that has defined a lot of how she goes about her cases she needs that person that's going to push back right and she needs uh and it's typically the other person that's the more empathetic and now in this case she's trying to be russell and herself she's trying to merge the personas even though she does have this other person that she can bounce off of but it just defines a lot about where olivia where lydia has been the past however long in her career and it's a long time where her instincts and her partner's instincts are often uh, mirrored against each other but they still are on the same page and this happens with cordera as well because uh they end up sending the detectives to follow up on the 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 culprits that they believe are responsible which brings us back to ben and uh ben and john she sees that john is not john ben is you know visibly upset at the crime scene so she releases them says we got it from here uh he is not really feeling it because he's like we're just gonna go back on the street and <laughs> i don't know why i always love john's response to him because he's like he's kid he's his kid he's like get in the car and then he tells them look 
she cut us a break by letting us go i want to catch the son of a bitch as much as you do but that's what they do and that's what we do then he tries to say you know this happens all the time and if you can't sleep because when he picks him up the next morning you see how they both react to it ben goes home and he's up all night listening to radio he can't sleep and then you have the same with john where he just goes to the table and starts drinking and that's when the next day he's like if you can't sleep i'll get you some ambien after he asks how he's doing then he's like i don't want none of your pills definitely a sulky child at this moment but you understand completely right and he understands but he's like look uh if you got something to say just say it uh because this passive aggressive shit ain't working for me so he puts up his hands later on as they're having lunch he's like i'm sorry about what i said he's like it's already forgotten except it's not it never is anytime someone says uh it's already forgotten it's usually not they're just waiting for a good time to bring it back up to you uh then they are able uh that's when the chase happens when they go to to speak with the the suspects or to pick them up and then they chase the car it flips over and catches fire so they did they are totally dead and that sometimes is justice without needing to go spend tax dollars on the justice system you kill kids i'm not empathetic at all sympathetic empathetic i'm not nothing that is the one line (laughs) i feel like everyone else and everything else up to a certain extent can can be defined but killing children i just don't mm -mm, mm -mm. you gotta go you just gotta go so they're dead and later on when ben and john are talking he's like so i need to clear the air about something i'm not like your hollywood friends i don't sit and do drugs and cocaine these back pills are for my back i'm in pain and so what i need to stay on the street and if i'm not on the street then you might as well put a bullet in my skull and i love ben's response i'll put a bullet in your skull they're so cute it's really like a father and son relationship ben had to go out with his sister because she's trying to set him up on a blind date but her friends are all idiots and when they want to discuss the murder and the details he walks up and leaves i do not blame him they are absolute trash and anyone who associates them associates with them are is also trash so even if i liked you or thought you was cute i don't like the people you hang around and thus (laughs) if my sister wasn't my sister i wouldn't even know her moving on to the conclusion of the case lydia goes to the hospital says look we got the people they might not have died i guess because she said we got the people responsible and then she gets a phone call from cordera he's like look i'm at the house uh it's all here the father did it he was right he even had a, a photo that he gave to them then he surmises well i love how she just uh had her hand in his and he's like so did you learn any as soon as he learned that they was caught he was already (laughs) and granted she didn't truly believe that he might be in it because she says i'm oh i'm up in the air still but uh she as soon as she found out it was him she cuffed him so quick (laughs) 
<laughs> she was like, really? Uh-huh, that's good news. <laughs> you know he was in that hospital bed thinking, this bitch know. She know. And then she says, I want my cuffs back. Unless the other officers handle it from there. Cordero surmises that the assailants, it was a coincidence. They happened to be at the same store and they were intending to kill the wife and not the children, which explains the genuine sadness from the father that Lydia picked up on because of her life insurance policy, because of him being sued for malpractice for killing a kid. And the children just were the cherry on top and then they were like, fuck it. We're just going to kill the dad, the father too. (laughs) So it all did go to shit, but he did intend for them to kill his wife. So he set everything in motion. Wow. Just, I don't understand the, the lengths people will go for murder or for money. And not even a whole bunch of money. It's like, why can't you just figure out another way? I know it's it's horrible to lose everything but if you deserve it you should because you know what's worse than losing all of your property and possessions the child's life that died and the parents that will never get to see him grow up just take some fucking ownership moving on to the other story arc between nate and sammy and tammy unfortunately and his daughter Nate wants to wants his daughter to come to the christening or party for the birth of his new daughter. He's like, she's all attitude-y. Like, you mean my sister? Yeah, your fucking sister. You said he was gonna help me do my mom. Well, I also am not like a magical fucking unicorn that can pop that shit out. So I'm doing my best, but no excuses. Actually, he didn't say I'm doing my best. He just said no excuses. You're right. As soon as I'm done with this takeout, I'll get right on that. I'm going to find her. I promise. Then we have Sammy and Tammy where he's like, if we're to have a baby, I need you to stop going to Walgreens and actually go to some other type of Costco store to buy things in bulk so we can save money. He gives her his card and then he leaves he kisses her on the forehead because her her morning breath apparently is too hot uh i don't like tammy but the fact that they are saying that she's supposedly younger because he's like how old is she young (laughs) basically he's trying to turn all into a housewife he doesn't take her her photography seriously which if you don't tell her to get a fucking job and if she doesn't get a fucking job in the fucking relationship but no you like fucking young pussy for once though i was with tammy she went all the way to the fucking store right she got everything on the list she put it in the cart i don't know why she would turn down assistance but she seems to be one of those people that i need to do it myself fine do it yourself bitch she gets to the register and the lady's like uh this car is not in your name it needs to be in your name okay but that's my husband even though i would have said if i was this cashier i would have been like can i see your id oh it is your husband's okay bye (laughs) like she did way too much for what it was and you're gonna tell me i have to go over there and spend 50 dollars just to put a card in my name like i know there's something for being married you're not like 
i would have said give me a manager and i'm surprised she didn't go for karen to do so and then not only that the dude was like in the back of the line shaming her why are you shaming her for being at the red like how is that her problem if anything i would have said that's ridiculous she's married to the man why don't you let him set the card instead of everybody clapping when she got kicked out i actually thought she was bullied and i i do not like tammy at all but i'm 100 percent with her this bullshit like this is absolute and utter bullshit and not only that i didn't even say anything that was that rude i didn't curse at you talking about you cursed at me bitch you didn't i didn't curse at you in this moment i felt like tammy was a black woman <laughs> i totally felt her in this moment even though it's a completely different scenario and then you go call security and then actually you call someone and you said you're gonna take your shit back and put it in stock wow then you call the guard that was some real dirty ass shit but i definitely would have told my husband about it when he got back home and he asked me why we got this walgreens toilet paper and i don't even think he was that rude asking can you just explain to me why she says i don't want to talk about it i asked you to do one thing well i did do it unfortunately this is the things that i ran into instead of going back into being a child but she don't want to admit that she was embarrassed maybe because she knows she is not a housewife <laughs> she's a hoe and everywhere she goes she said it is bad for her where they live that people don't treat her right and as much as once again i do not like tammy she had a point but you also need to be better and communicate with your husband tell my my husband's a detective i wouldn't even have said that i would have really came back with my husband <laughs> you best believe that store would have paid for what they just did to me i would have been up in corporate ass like girl you need to do better to defend yourself especially when you're dealing with these type of problems uh-uh i deal with them all the time i don't let that shit slide especially when i know i'm in the right and she technically really was in the right like if i would have known that and then if anything i would have put that back on sammy well you didn't tell me or this is what would have had to happen if you wanted what you wanted and i bet you he would have been understanding because technically it's his fault <laughs> it is it is it's like you wanted me to go to this shit like okay i did what you asked for but it didn't work out and this is why uh they go on the stakeout and uh it looks like the one dude he's trying to be all friendly but yeah you can definitely feel a tension a racial tension in the air <laughs> you have the other dude detectives that really just want to to be in the cool club then you got sal over there like you coming in here in my precinct acting like you own shit and i'm not about that and he did swipe his uh nameplate off the desk i was like okay that is rude that is rude uh but sammy offered to do surveillance he's like good good idea good job so i'm thinking okay he's trying to include him they go on the stakeout uh he starts asking improper questions about like okay first saying do you have kids that's fine no we don't have any how old is she oh she's young like none of your business but whatever then he's absolutely right like bitch you telling me that if i'm trying and it ain't happen yet that there must be something wrong like that's a little i don't know you like that you start and then nate always defends him oh he's just trying to no nate i i don't know him like that you know him like that 
I don't know him like that. <laughs> so no, I would prefer I would I would need to meet him out and shit before we cross in this fucking line. So they find someone that they recently arrested is there giving a package to uh the guy that they're watching and they chase him down where he's at well they lose him <laughs> i don't know how your your uh sirens are not on and you can't get that that whatever they lose him they find him in the park he runs he throws a gun he's on probation so he's fucked they find a the gun they try to get him to flip but he ain't gonna snitch because he know what happened to the last person that got snitched on it's like it was all over the news or that was snitching is what i should say so them having a conversation though and him just eating in the middle of wait, waiting for the gun <laughs> he's like you shouldn't talk about my personal life like that he's just fucking with you so what's going on with your daughter oh you know not much told her i find her mom you sure you don't want to like turn on your guy because we're like totally about to find this gun you know that we're going to totally find this gun they go back to surveillance and lo and behold who shows up but nate's fucking daughter sal shows up too to check on the operation and he's like you can't show up with a cop car i'm like bitch y'all got a cop car right around the corner anybody who's anybody would be like this dude's been over here for like eight fucking hours just parked here and it looks like a detective car because you're not very conspicuous so how the fuck you gonna blame him for showing up in a goddamn cop car (laughs) Uh, he's like it's hot up in here so nate when he gets back home is not talking to the bitch she shows up to talk to her sister he grabs his daughter is like yeah this is my daughter not your ass oh it's trinity day something to like that trinity i just remembered that because i kept saying what is the name of that drug pen is it trinity day but that is the conclusion of our episode i thought it was a really good episode as i stated earlier uh it flew by and i was like oh it's over i thought i would get more uh we don't know how russ is doing even though his name was mentioned and we don't know what cheeky's doing quite frankly no one missed you we do have feedback in the mail bag so let's hop to it Hey, Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for Southland Season 2, Episode 2. I'm going to start out by saying why. Why does this, why, why did we need to see that scene with Tammy at the, at the store? <laughs> You're just going to have to be the white woman apologist. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean... I don't, um, again, I should say, because, and explain it to me, because I'm just, I'm just, I don't get it. Anyways, um, we got the um, triple homicide uh, with Lydia and Cordero um, and Ben and, you said, what do you say, John? I don't know, I just think of him as Cooper. And Cooper, they come up to the scene, so sad. And here's the thing, you know, and when was this made? Like ten years ago, I think you said ten, something along the lines. I know you gave the um, the um, what am I trying to say? The breakdown of the show uh, before you start. We started this series, but 
it is it's just so amazing to me it's, it's this is to me this has become cliche but i'm sure back then this was like still something to be surprised about or you know not as predominant as it turns out to be because it's like like clockwork i mean i i i knew it was the husband too i was with lydia and so i'm like yep and then they're gonna try to you know pretend like oh you know try to lead us off in this other direction and you know have us doubting that it was the husband but i'm like no it was the husband and it's just so sad to me that you got i mean the intention wasn't to for the 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 daughters to die but to the wife but still it's like you know you make a deal with the devil you just don't know what you're gonna get and then nine times out of ten it's a lot more than what you thought you was gonna get so in the case of his family i mean they, they wiped out the whole family and i was so mad i mean i'm not gonna lie i was mad that that the way they died i mean on the one hand it's like that's what you get you know, <laughs> you have to, you know, die in a, tor- a, you know, fiery, torturous death. But it was just at the same time, it's like, uh, I don't know. Um, did they get off easy? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, that, that's not the most pleasant way to die by any stretch of the imagination. But it's like, that's it. It's over. Um but yeah, I, I mean, we still got an explanation. So I, I mean, I kind of am on the fence about it. On the one hand, that's a horrific way to die. On the other hand, <laughs> you know, that's it. No more. And of course, the justice system doesn't always go the, the way you think it should go. So maybe this is um, poetic justice. Um, so there's that. And I mean, I actually like um, Kadero and Lydia's dynamic because it's just so <laughs> they just they 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 feed off of each other very well because, you know, Lydia's still prickly when it comes to him. And then he he's still, you know, not get, cutting her any slack. <laughs> you know, he's, you know, giving I mean, he's, you know, holding his own. He's holding his own with her. And I like that. So I like their dynamic. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I really don't miss Russell that much. So of course, you know, I mean, got my reasons. Um, then we got Nate and Sammy and I forget the other guy's name, but I'm like, what is up with his sister slash daughter? That girl knows she be in the wrong place at the wrong time constantly. You know, getting caught up in the wrong crowd. It's like, girl, <laughs> you just begging for trouble. I mean, I know that's not good. I just have a feeling something bad's going to happen to her. Or she's going to, I mean, because of her, something bad's going to happen. It's just, she just been, been around too many of these, you know, shady characters. Like, get away from these people. Oh, anyways. Ben, I mean, I understand Ben just needs to just call it because those are not, I mean, with the life that he's living now, I mean, he doesn't, he, he's not a part of that world anymore. And it's the way they were just so creepy, you know, trying to find out about the, the, um, homicide, the triple homicide, the family. I'm like, 
read the room? Can y'all read the room? I mean, it's not glamorous. This is real world, real life. People died. And it shouldn't be table dinner conversation. But, I mean, I don't know. Ben just needs to cut his losses and just be around people that are more his style. Because these, these people ain't it. I think those are my main points from this episode. I mean, it was a really good episode. I um, enjoyed it. It was just really, really sad. Uh, those poor girls being raped and murdered. Just crazy. Uh, just crazy. And thanks to this father who... Oh, I tell you. It's like, is it... I mean, I guess in their eyes it's worth it. you know. But it's just so cliche at this point. Insurance policy. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I think that's all I have for this one. Um, it's pretty straightforward, this episode. Nothing too crazy. Um, I hope I said everything uh, or remembered everything that happened. So on that note, until next time, much love, peace, and black or magic. Queen of the couch, Shy. That was Shy with her feedback on the episode. So I went into Tammy. I went into Tammy. So that's my take on how it was going down. I know it feels, it could feel that it was on her, but I actually in this, and I do not, like, let's just be very clear. I do not like Tammy whatsoever. There's nothing that happens in this show that makes me like Tammy. She's one of the most terrible characters, but you know that, and because I just happened to know a few friends that were cops, they always had that one cop who had a crazy fucking girlfriend. It just always had and i feel like they're trying to portray her like that but there's also it's not just a her thing right it's a him and her thing and they're trying to have a baby but he really doesn't want to have a baby they're both too selfish right now to have children he likes what he wants he likes you know being the the macho man and even if she did what like their relationship is not okay by any means however i also know what it's like to be someone that you're you're trying to pretend to have to be someone that you're not and in this particular case i think that she is as she is and he's plopped her in the middle of suburbia upper class everyone's looking down on you type of lifestyle and he's left her there so wherever she goes whatever she's doing she's being looked down on as not she even says i don't have any friends whatever the case may be right so while her reaction was i guess i don't even know i would hate a reaction because i i can't not say i'd be acting the exact same way like i you telling me i have to go over there and pay 50 dollars when this is in the same household i've been to fucking costco <laughs> i have been to sam's club that membership for a hot like no as long as it matched her driver's license that it was in the same thing that should have been okay like there's just no reason why that person acted that way and then the fact that everybody clapped when she left that was i thought that was rude like i'm the problem because this is like i would have just asked for a manager at that point and i think she just didn't even she, and then she was like this no this is bs then she's like don't curse at me that's not cursing at you i've been a cashier all right 
I've been cursed out by people. That's not even close. If someone told me that, I would have said, yeah, I understand, but these are unfortunately the rules. I can get a manager up here to discuss with you and maybe we can override that. She wanted to lord over her in that moment. And that's why I had to stick up for Tammy in this particular scene because that was not on her. And it technically was on Tammy because the bitch, if you knew she needed to have her own card and it was $50, how about you set her up for success? If you know she can't do it herself. <laughs> so that's what I have to say about that situation. Uh, in regards to one other scene that made me laugh so hard that i forgot to mention was when sal broke it went into the window of his daughter's room it scared the shit out of her that's so funny i feel like everyone has a way in which they handle their stress <laughs> and him seeing nate's daughter all out in the streets and shit he's like what the fuck <laughs> he's like i don't care if you want to smoke cigarettes close the fucking window <laughs> or and lock it too he, he he literally wants she's like you scared the shit out of me well you should be scared what if i was a robber like i'm trying to put you guys through real life tests without warning you and then the wife comes in with a gun and he's like oh for fuck's sake put the gun away she's looking at him like are you fucking this is this is what we have to deal with oh it was so funny it was so funny it's like that that dad that's an actual detective <laughs> who sees terrible shit and now is just over overly protective but in a way it actually it actually made a whole bunch of sense because bitch yeah why do you have this window open <laughs> he could have just told her but he's like no you're gonna feel the experience oh i was dying i was dying it was like the only sal scene we got was him just being him now uh southland was in the year of our lord <laughs> i'm sorry i was just almost choked on my spit <laughs> our lord 2010 so i watched a lot i watched uh criminal minds i watched uh a lot of shows i feel around the same time we're getting all into the same formula so while it feels probably in retrospect or particularly now that it's obvious this was one of those you know cliche type of things of of people doing it but i always felt like csi they always had that there was there's always some christian element to it maybe that was criminal minds uh or you know they, they always be lightweight with it like the shows we get now that are a lot more grittier i feel southland was one of those um one of those at the pinnacle that kind of started that trend in my opinion i could be misremembering i'm sure someone can bring out some evidence somewhere to say well there was this show but to my knowledge my viewing this is one of the first shows that really started implementing some uh pretty nefarious crimes and these things do happen in these middle middle america families but they're not really talked about they're just like oh that happened and then you you know versus if there was a black family to be on for like four weeks um i am i'm i'm totally they needed to burn i thought that was a perfect way for them to die <laughs> i'm bloodthirsty as fuck no we don't need to waste tax 
dollars and getting them an attorney and listening to bullshit no 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 you died in a fairy ball of your own ignorance good riddance you were never a russell fan <laughs> i do like lydia and cordera i don't say that i do not i agree with that statement they do have a really nice rapport but i really and maybe because i just had a soft spot for russell that also could be it because i love Tomer everett scott i've seen him in a lot of things so i probably just have a bias um <laughs> i can admit that i just oh, i'll always love russell uh so yeah that's all the feedback i have for the episode and that's all the thoughts i have and uh i think that's a good time to wrap things up so if you want to send feedback for our next episode blackcouch at gmail.com if you leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease blacker magic